Hi guys, it's Kathleen. It is the 10th episode of This Insecure Life. Wowza. Um, and I'm super stoked you're here. Wherever you are, you're here and I'm in your ears and that's pretty rad. Um, let's dive in. Uh, this is obviously a topic that I'm going to come back to and I'm hoping uh, other people will want to weigh in on, but I really didn't do any research for it. It's going to be a lot of, um, just my own thoughts (laughs) and feelings and anecdotes, um, about the crazy world of dating. What, what, what? Um... Let's just like do some backstory on my my history, I guess. Honestly, I have not dated all that much. Um, that being said, from the time I was a very young child, I have had massive crushes on um, many a boy, <laughs> including people really close to me, including my sister's friends. Um, I grew up going to a trailer park. That was our summer vacation home. Uh, My parents actually still go there every summer. And it is a beautiful spot. And honestly, it's probably where my love of community came from. Because it was jam-packed of activities all the time. Bingo nights and beach parties and dances and um, activities just constantly happening. (laughs) So I, as a child, would go to these dances. And I'm talking young, like two and three. And a lot of times, you know, by 10 o'clock, I was curled up with everyone's coats underneath the table sleeping. But um, I definitely got my dance on with the boys that I was currently interested in as a two and three year old, Um, which is nutty and adorable and kind of hilarious in a lot of ways because who knows? Like, I don't know where that came from. I'm pretty sure no one encouraged it. But I would walk up to these guys who were, my one sister's six years older, the other one's eight years older. So anywhere sort of between like nine and 12, 13, let's say. And I would ask them to dance. And they would because um, I was adorable. (laughs) I had these curly locks, um, strawberry blonde hair, and just like, first of all, it's like a child hands you a Barbie and tells you that the Barbie is going to the spa. You automatically start playing. It's one of those things, right? Anyways, so I had a lot of gumption (laughs) and I definitely did not think about the impacts of what it would mean to just like slow dance with these adorable boys who I 
was super in love with. Um, many of whom I still know to this day in some respect, just, you know, through social media. And it's been fun watching them be adults and get married and have their children. And, you know, knowing that I have these photos (laughs) of me just dancing with them as a child. And that, honestly, that went on till I don't even know, probably right before like puberty. What? God, is that where all of this comes from? Is that where all of our insecurities come from? Those like crazy hormones and like societal standards that once you hit a certain age, you should act a certain way. Who knows? Um, So that being said, I crushed a lot and early on and that never went away. Um, My first boyfriend, in air quotes, was when I was nine and um, he was my best friend. (laughs) And I think we dated for like two weeks, three weeks. But after he asked me out, I stopped talking to him because I didn't know how to be a girlfriend, even though that doesn't make sense. And also, one of my best friends at the time basically asked me not to ditch her for him. So I didn't. And then they ended up dating um, for like two years. Nutty. But that's, you know, that's, that's my journey into this anxiety-inducing insecurity triggering thing that we do to find people that we romantically want to be with or sexually want to be with, um, to find a partner, to find partners if you're um, non-monogamous or polyamorous. And I feel like Looking back now, I can I can laugh at it, and I've been able to laugh at a lot of those things for a while. Um, but it's also fun to examine sort of how you came into your dating world, and when did it start, and why did it start? I mean, I've always been I've always found it easier um, to be friends with boys or um, men now, I guess. And and it's been shifting, actually, the last couple years for that. And I have some out-of-the-world, outstanding women in my life that I would never give up. Some are very new. Um, Some I have known my entire life. And... There's all those ones in between. But my best friends growing up, there were some some females, some women. Um, some of them are still sort of there in a lot of ways. Some of the ones that I'm close to now, um, I've known the whole time, but we weren't necessarily best friends. But honestly, through elementary school, my best friends were men. They were boys. Um, 
and I think and and I and I truly mean that um the one was more like a brother to me than anything and yeah there's definitely been times where I've had those like oh I wonder could we or would we have or any of that um this one in particular we don't we don't really keep in touch anymore again social media is fun but we uh we lost touch in high school essentially and um that was honestly that was my first heartbreak and so it didn't come from dating and this is where my lines get blurred a lot um I've not done a whole lot of reading about relationship anarchy, but the reading I have done, it seems to line up with how how I approach all my relationships. I don't really put things into a hierarchical, I can't say that word, it's that like weird RCH thing that does me in um, settings. I basically... If you're in my life, you're in my life, and I'm treating you the same regardless of whether I've known you for 30 years or if we're just meeting. I care about you. I want to help you in any way I can. Um, and I kind of expect that back. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't because expectations are good like that. But that's where I think some of the confusion in how I approach dating and why it doesn't, it never used to make me really insecure. And then I went through a stage and it really did. Um, and along with this podcast and just sort of talking about what's going on with me more openly and acknowledging the insecurities I'm feeling, um, and maybe why they're coming up, the reasons behind them versus just sinking into them, has made me feel way more confident in how I want to go forward. So, I sort of thought I would talk about this this week anyways, but um, yesterday one of my best friends recommended I watch Daniel Sloss um, Netflix live show called Jigsaw and I had seen this comedy ad coming up whenever I like went to put on Friends or Gossip Girl which I'm currently watching um but I'm not a huge stand-up comedian fan I, I or I never have been um I fucking love laughing comedy's great but for whatever reason this has never been like my go-to um, and it's sort of like card games. I was forced to play cards as a child a lot so I kind of hate card games uh, and my friends in high school really liked comedy shows but they really liked one comedy show and they would just watch it on repeat and I didn't understand and I found it so frustrating. So really it's just my own hang-ups as we're discovering about everything. Anyways, watch this comedy show. Um, I was laughing so hard my stomach hurt, but the truth that this guy throws out is just phenomenal. 
And it made me feel really good about what I'm doing in regards to what I need to do for me and what that means for a dating life or for finding a relationship, relationships, however my life pans out. Um, And I will say that earlier this week, I had a huge, like, fell onto my bed crying. I just wanted someone to be going through this with me, to help me through this. And that doesn't happen to me very often. Never really happened when I was in my, like, four or five-year relationship. I, that was a point of contention, quite frankly, that I was so independent, that I was so capable, that I didn't ask for help. Um, and I just did the things that I needed to do that it, it caused a lot of issues. Um, so that is an atypical thing for me to do. This year has been very rough and I am 30 and it's at that age where like everyone's engaged or married and there's babies and I'm still figuring it out. So hearing that, you know, you gotta like get your jigsaw puzzle actually together first instead of like mushing someone in there to complete you um from someone a little bit younger than me and also in just this humorous manner was really good to hear and I've known that and I've said that and that's where I've been going um but it is one of those things that you are okay to be reminded of And his point was essentially that you need to be able to be 100% you in the relationship. And if you can't, then, you know, say goodbye, pack it up, move on. Um, And that is definitely what I've been striving for. And not not for a relationship. I've not been striving to do those things. So that occurs spontaneously or because I swiped right on someone. Um, But there was a massive part of my life that got really sidetracked because someone couldn't love me and that's okay Um, but it became toxic and abusive and it changed who I was because the things that I had done like being really independent um, you know going on weekend trips with me by myself or with girlfriends or um making decisions that were for my life um, and the best thing for my life and having that 
sort of all just be constantly negative or constantly like you didn't think about me and constant um just everything I loved seemed to suck for them and if you've never been in an emotionally abusive relationship it's hard to see the patterns until you're pretty far out of it um I'm I'm not ever going to be the person I was before and that's okay in a lot of ways and it's not in some but (laughs) there are pieces of me that I know I can get back and if you have gone through any type of abuse and you've made it at the other end or if you're currently in it and you don't know what your next step is go back to when you wrote down what your identity was if you did that exercise or do it now and create who you want to be and and hold it close whether it's a piece of paper shoved in a tiny pocket or It's in your wallet with you all the time or it's on your phone. Find those pieces of you that you can hold on to till you can get through. Whether it is exiting the relationship in a safe manner, whether that is riding out the storm of loss and confusion and anger and give yourself space. Give yourself space to fall back in love with yourself before you really try to engage someone else. And that's not to say that you can't be loved without loving yourself. Fuck, you absolutely can. There are people who love you just as you are. You may or may not know it. And I may or may not know it. It happens. You don't need to fall in love with yourself and love yourself so that other people will love you. But you need to do it just for you so that you don't project your insecurities onto the people you're dating so that you can build healthy relationships um, Not ones built on validation or codependency, but just based on the pure and simple truth that you make each other happy and enjoy each other's company and want to see where life goes with that person in it. Um, As with everything... I don't make notes and this is like super not where I thought this was go. I definitely thought I was going to tell you another funny story about um, the like literal first date I ever had. And I haven't gone on very many dates, guys. I mean, I dated, I, I dated, was in a long-term relationship and I never really considered those dates. We just hung out all the time. He was always there. So it wasn't like we had date nights or date days we just were always together um so I didn't actually like go on 
a first date till I was like 22, 23. Um, and I've been on very few since. Like, very few actual dates. And I'm actually really okay <laughs> with that. Um, I think I've said it before, but I definitely am more introverted. And, and that's not to say that I don't have an extroverted personality occasionally, or actually a lot of the time, but um, most of the time where my energy comes from is restoring myself by being alone, being in my space having a bath, reading a book, having a cup of tea, cuddling with my cat, doing activities that are a little bit quiet, or maybe I have music blasting, but I'm just quiet and reflective and not expending energy on anyone else. So I'm really okay with not having a lot of first date, second date, third date experiences, um, where it's like a little bit awkward. I don't do well with those situations in general. I'm, I kind of make a terrible first impression with most things other than typically, um, this, this past nine months may say different, but, um, in, in the career sphere, I typically make a really good first impression. Um, but in like dating and life and friendships, not really, I don't really know how to let my guard down enough that people can get a feel of me, um, without it being too much so that my anxiety ramps up or, um, that I feel really insecure, um, and so, obviously, like I said, I'm, I'm going to just keep talking about this. This topic is not going away. But I think if you, and everyone does, have anxiety about meeting people and dating and, you know, t- jumping in or, like, being on apps because that is what 2018 is. I'm just going to like throw this out there. I think I've told very few people this and now I'm saying it out loud. It may or may not come true. But for whatever reason, a couple years ago, I got the feeling that whoever I ended up with, I was going to meet in an airport, which is nuts because I always look terrible in airports when I'm traveling. I'm always kind of frazzled. Well, not always, but depending on um, where I am and what's going on, I can be, especially if I have my cat with me. Typically more when I have my cat with me because I'm worried about her. Um, Bags under my eyes. I don't sleep before I travel or take flights. So (laughs) it's just like the most ridiculous state that I would meet someone in and think that like we were going to hit it off but it's there. I don't make great impressions in person, but I make better impressions in person than I think I do online. And I'm trying to be better at that. It's an observation that I've had in the last little while, and I'm working on it. Um, 
I don't even know if sometimes my sense of humor translates just to my voice. Uh, (laughs) I do a lot of faces. Um, I roll my eyes way more than I ever thought. And a lot of that gets lost in translation in texting. Which is what a lot of dating can be these days. And I think it comes down to the fact that we have so many options. That everyone is just worried that they're not going to stack up to the other person or people you're talking to. So why even bother meeting in person, right? Let's just add each other on Snapchat and like never really meet in person. Never try and get to know each other. Never let our walls fall down. Um... Or you're like me and you take it maybe too fucking seriously Um, and you can't just enjoy the funny things that happen when they're happening. It takes you a couple years (laughs) or (laughs) um, 30 to be able to look back and laugh and, you know, have these anecdotes and conversations with your friends. The best thing is, though, and this comes from Gilmore Girls, um, because Rory didn't date either, as we all know. But she tried to date in her second year. And she calls Lorelai while she's out, and she's like, this is terrible, and you're sitting beside me, and I don't know, and it's awkward. And basically Lorelai's like, look, if it's bad, then you just have an anecdote for your next date. Which is true, because really, there's power in sharing those stories and making those small connections. And honestly, maybe I'll just do a full episode on it at some point. But like, there is some really shitty dating behavior. And if someone is ghosting you or like doing the like peace out for a couple weeks, coming back kind of shit set your standards, set your boundaries. (sighs) Women, dick is a renewable resource or women and anyone with a vagina or anyone into dick. Um, Men, anyone into um, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Not whatever, not what, what I'm saying. Whoever you were into, whatever genitalia they have, it's renewable. There are a shit ton of people in this world. You are unique. And you, I've said this before, are the star of your own fucking life. So be the star. Don't let these side characters throw you off track. Um... Just because they don't see your value or they don't appreciate you or they don't treat you as a human. Um, And everyone has their stuff and we've all probably done this. I have definitely done shitty dating behavior. Maybe I will reveal some at some point. (laughs) 
and we all fall into these traps um, because our insecurity ramps up. Usually when um, I reach out to people from my past that I shouldn't be, it's because I want validation and I need it in those moments and I'm feeling kind of shitty and it doesn't necessarily have to do with any of the gratification that may come from it. Um, but just do you. And if people don't resonate, don't want to meet you where you are, then it's okay to put them to the left and find someone new to swipe right on. Um, yeah, wild. This, this is an exploration and fuck, please send me, send me like your first date ever stories. Um, (laughs) if you are comfortable with it, um, you can DM me on Instagram or, 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 or the Twitter. Um, let me, let me, okay. So Instagram is this insecure life. Soup's easy to find. I don't really post anything mind blowing yet. Who knows what'll come? Uh, Twitter, insecure life pod. I just do a lot of retweeting <laughs> of sad memes and quotes um and astrology things which is not really in line with the podcast but there we go um or you can message me on facebook insecure life pod or email me insecure life pod at gmail.com and like when did you start dating who did you start dating was it someone that you like immediately were in a relationship with because that's what my uh, thought of dating was but it's really not (laughs) did you go on a lot of dates tell me like the worst date story you have ever had I'll be very lucky to say that I haven't had very many of those because I haven't done a lot of true dating um yeah this this is for everyone I mean I don't care what your gender is. I don't care who you are. Um, Dating is rough. And like everyone on the spectrum, like there's, there's so much that goes into meeting people (laughs) for romantic connections Um, or like, Maybe you date just to meet friends. I don't know. You do you. But yeah, I definitely was a confident little girl in regards to the opposite sex and um, crushing. And it probably it probably changed. You know, got real, real insecurity. Um, post-puberty, but also more post-really-bad relationship. I didn't necessarily really care about dating 
in high school. I'm going to say that. I mean, yeah, I was super into boys, always. But it never really bothered me. And I'm sort of at that point now where if it happens, it happens, but I don't need to force it. Um, And I'd rather know the person and jive with them than, like, go on a whole bunch of dates. (laughs) However, that might change. I might do a experiment with you guys, if you will, and see if I can't, like, do a couple dates, which is super fun because now I have listed in my Tinder profile that I have a podcast and typically when they ask about it um, and then listen, (laughs) the conversation (laughs) dies. So it could be a really bad thing for me to uh, advertise that. Who knows? Round one, (laughs) intro to insecurities in dating slash Kathleen just rambles at you for a while about what's going on in her dating life. Done. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do these consecutively. We'll just like throw them in because I think it's fun. I think it's a fun topic. Anyways. Peace out, lead with love. You know the routine. If you want to take a breath with me, take a breath with me. You guys are awesome. If there's something bugging you today, just know that tomorrow's going to come. And I mean, it's Vancouver, so the sun might not come out here, but it can come out because you are awesome yes I just sang that at you all right let's take a breath chat soon